It's an avant-garde cast today. We were locked in. But, hello. I can hear you through the headphones. Oh, okay. We yeah. only have one he- set of headphones today. <laughs> um, and it's not just going to be Darlene and I today. Yeah. We should. I don't know. We're probably going to have... manifest someone. Yeah, yeah. We're thinking good thoughts right now. I don't need to think good thoughts for Matt to, to just arrive. <laughs> to show up. You yeah. got it like that. You got it made. No, no. No? It's a totally different thing. Oh, okay. I almost wore my Converse today. I almost wore my my socks that were that color today. Shit, uh, Eric. I was tripping. I just wore blue socks instead because I'm boring. I wear my summer outfits uh-huh. in fall uh-huh. because uh, the weather here is so... It's beautiful. Fake winter. <laughs> I screamed the other day. I was like, what the fuck? It's November. <laughs> is is November winter? Oh, yeah, dude. My parents... Let me show you the snow happening right now. Oh, jeez. I got pictures. Okay. People, this we is sh- my backyard right now. Let me flip this one second. So the guest that we might be having today is uh, Matthew. He's a... Um... Oh, jeez, that's a yeah. lot of snow. No, that's a little... That's like a nice light dusting. This is about as bad as it gets in Vancouver. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'd love to see it. (laughs) Uh, It might not happen. That's the thing. I've been praying to the snow gods. I've been like, please. Then just go home. (laughs) Just go back to Edmonton. No. (laughs) I like Vancouver. I'm co-opting Vancouver. It's my home now. Okay. This is my city. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. But the guest that we might be having on today is uh, one Matthew. He's a um, he's really talented social worker, social activist in the Vancouver Chinatown area. Organizer. He's also a friend of mine for a very long time. I've been able to unfortunately see so many different aspects of his personality through the ages. <laughs> unfortunately. And he's a great musician. Yeah. But he strums funny. <laughs> and if you think that this slander is going to stop when he arrives. You're wrong. Okay, I'm very wrong. You're very wrong. Should we do a quick chat about our weeks before he gets here, or do you want to save that? We should save that for when he comes. Whenever he comes, asterisk. We could keep it pretty freeform. Okay. Yeah. I've got notes. You've got... I don't have notes this time. I've got notes. Okay, excellent. That's a checklist. That's not notes. Okay, but like, I like putting things in, you know, when when we speak on it, I check it off, and I'm Uh, like, haha. Oh, no. I feel like... What do you feel? I feel like words mean one thing. Mm-hmm. But words with a line through it mean a totally different thing. I yeah. love words with a line through them the most. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like you can never go back to those thoughts. Exactly. I think this is where our impasse begins. <laughs> and the words are so witty. That's my type. That's my type. <laughs> That's going to be the end of our friendship. We're going to be <laughs> arguing like, for the next few months yeah. about words with lines yeah. through them. People will be like, you and Eric, how did you fall out? And, you know, just and those Fucking words. checklist. Fucking lines through them. Like, uh-huh. oh. Yeah. It's I, on site. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up. I, share location. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think, I think that aspect of, like, guys acting tough. Yeah. It's one of the fucking most hilarious things ever. <laughs> drop a pin. Like, drop a pin. I'll come for fight you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's both get on our iPhones. <laughs> let's let's go at each other on each other's phones. Uh-huh. Then let's go to share location. And and do it. And drop a pin. Um, and would we're, you? We're going to fight in front of this Jamba Juice. 
<laughs> Would you actually fight someone? No. Okay. There's very little reason for violence. And this face is worth a million bucks. Yo, dude, remember when Metro Boomin and Young Thug almost fought? I thought that was, uh, I thought that was, um... Or was it just promo for Hercules? I think Hercules was a song off I'm Up. Yeah, but, like, they fought before he dropped it. Oh. It was, like, mad Twitter beef. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody was like, no, don't do it. Violence is not the answer. But I don't think, I don't think that was real beef. Yeah. Because I remember when Thug was beefing with his fiance. Okay, what he did to Jerrica was wild. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. That makes me just... Uh, Very uncomfortable. It's okay to just, you know... Uh, okay, so there's this Twitter thread. <laughs> it's called Times I Was a Clown for a Man. But this can apply to whoever you're attracted to in general. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading through it. And I was like, I, I must stay home. Because, <laughs> like, you like the clownery for what okay but give me some stories here okay wait one second i'm trying to connect to this wi-fi oh i see okay so are you ready for yeah. some like real like but like tell me about a time where you were a clown <laughs> or like you think i've ever been a clown for someone i don't know maybe <laughs> people live diverse strange lives my life has not been that diverse let me think maybe some of my friends could like <laughs> Wait, I gotta think. They're, they're kind of like the moments that you block out of yeah. your mind. <laughs> like selective memory. Uh, and your memory's like, what was that? And you're like, ha, uh, ha, ha, ha. Honestly, let's, let's not get too deep into trauma today. No, it's not traumatic. I don't think I've ever been a clown for anybody I've liked. Oh, okay. If anything, I'm always like, okay, <laughs> moving on with my life now. Uh, you, yeah. You're like halfway there and you're like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> Honestly. You pull off the clown nose and it goes, hong, hong. As you, as you throw it on the floor, it just bounces. <laughs> yeah. You pick up a flower, you're looking at it and you're like, maybe at one point in my life, I wish there was a, a water mechanism in here. Yeah. For it to just, psh. And you're like, ha, 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 ha. I don't know, like... I've got better things to do. <laughs> I can be a clown for myself. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Eric's face. Oh my god. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of life to live. There is a lot of life to live. Mm-hmm. We should we should read off some of those tweets, though. Okay. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> no trauma today. It's okay. Let me... And while you're looking up that um and you're distracted yeah we should probably introduce a news segment to our podcast just so that we have some stuff to talk about like talking points jumping (laughs) off points all right i agree with your sentiments the wi-fi here is whack one second i mean it's a public library edmonton public library would not do this Shouts out to yeah. the 780, the Edmonton, now the 587. Does Edmonton have like a quarter of the population? I think we're 1 million. What's the population here? Five? Oh shit, oh shit. That bandwidth. <laughs> we need we need some of that 5G. <clears throat> Tweet number one. Mm. From Miss Teacher Lady. Oh. All right. So boom, my ex cheated on me with a good friend, got her pregnant, and my stupid ass married him. (laughs) Eric says, 
tweet number two from KK Ismet. I gave up my bomb ass condo downtown ATL that I got for the low and moved in with him and his parents. Mm. Tweet number three Chrissy Cream bought him a PlayStation and an Xbox. He ended up giving the Xbox I bought him to his side bitch's little brother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's honestly, oh my gosh, I don't think I can deal with that. That was a. Um, I don't know what tweet number this is, but. Okay, one more. One more. One Do I more. Have to make it juicy. This is the Matthew uh, pre-show. This really is. Um, we need some like nice Starbucks music. Do 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 do. Welcome to the Matthew pre-show. Um, I want to find like a really good one. Mm. It's just they're all so funny and like, I don't know. <clears throat> okay, this one is a two-passer. Okay. From Twitter user, yo gobble gobble. <laughs> <laughs> 20 points for that name alone. Dating a guy that was unemployed living with his mama. We went out for Valentine's Day, and he was so embarrassed that he couldn't pay that he asked if he can have my debit card and give it to the waitress so that she thinks he paid, and I let him. But my stories are endless. Went out with my high school sweetheart thinking we was about to rekindle. He got married two weeks later. I didn't know he was engaged, and I still thought I had a chance and pursued till my best friend Mama R.I.P. ripped me a new one. That that first part, that's pretty harsh. I don't know expectations. I, do you do you fuck with Valentines? No. I do not fuck with Valentines. It's just a weird thing. It's super weird. It's so strange. I don't know. I like eating the chocolate. <laughs> You know, the day after Valentine's Day? Yeah. And it's like 50% off? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can pass on chocolate, honestly. You can? Yeah, really? absolutely. <laughs> I was walking over here thinking about having a coffee. And? It, uh, of course, being late, I'm like, no, I can't get a coffee. You just had a coffee. No, nah, no. Nah. Because, like, I was thinking about work. Mm. And I think we've mentioned before that, like, <laughs> you and I work together. Yes, we do. And then I was thinking about all my other, like, because there's people at work who drink coffee. Uh-huh. And there's people at work who drink coffee, right? You okay, darling? No, I'm not. Um, but we just uh, we work together. And there are people who drink coffee. And there's people who drink coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And myself being somebody who drinks coffee, like I'm sure you've seen me. Like coffee is like <laughs> it's like 130 degrees up. And, like, I'm taking gulps because I got to go, right? Yes, literally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I'm, like, talking to Eric and he's like, where's my coffee? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think my addiction's hilarious. (laughs) I do. But, yeah, I was just thinking, like, you're just getting high at work. (laughs) This is, like, corporate mandated drug. It really is. Drink drink this sludge get get hype make like use like organic material i guess and convince yourself that it tastes better (laughs) and then have that on the weekend (laughs) is this our worst podcast i don't think so i kind of feel like it's gonna be lit we have like 
10 minutes of me talking to no one at the beginning <laughs> we can cut that out no no we should keep we that should in. keep it people will be like what the fuck no it's okay um, people I've, can kind of uh pretend to know what we're talking i feel about. like this is our most natural podcast like just going off mm. going ah sometimes i feel like we'll start a conversation and then and then y- you'll come up with something or i'll come up with something and then just totally derail the conversation. <laughs> it's it's uh I don't know. That's that's the vibe. Vibe check. Vibe uh, check. It's like um it's like the creative process. Only the good things get through. Exactly. Everything else, take a seat. It's just fucking madness. Take several seats. Uh, I watched this video. I was just on Twitter. Uh-huh. So like I got rid of Instagram on my phone. So now you spend all your time on Twitter? <laughs> so now I spend all my social media time on Twitter. Um it's fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. Like, Ranveer Singh is so fine. And, like, somebody I follow tweeted his new Vogue pictures. Shout out to him and Dupika for being a hot-ass couple um, who love and understand each other. I love it. And I was like, breathing is not allowed anymore. Mm. Have you seen these pics? Yeah, I saw them on my timeline. So, I was like, shit, okay. Who is that? Um, he is. One second. I'm going to get Matt. <laughs> hey. Yeah, 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 let me spit some bars. Let me spit some bars. Okay, right, hot put the, mic. Put on the track. Put on the track. Let's go. Let's go. Turn me up. Turn me up. Turn up the mic. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Good to see you too. That's good. Man. Yeah. <laughs> the mics are hot, by the way. Like actually, temperature-wise. <laughs> yeah, you touch it, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> but Ranveer Singh is like he's he's this Bollywood dude. Okay. And Dupika's this Bollywood woman. Mm-hmm. Um from a very like very privileged but she talks about mental health and like has struggles with like depression and like just very wholesome. And they're both beautiful and I'm like I, I stand. Okay. Yeah. Is this on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I said they're hot. <laughs> it's absolutely on. Hot. Thank you for coming to the Growing Pains podcast, We're Matt. This is the Matt warm-up show. We hope you enjoyed it. Hi. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. It's um, my first time on a podcast. Ever? I made one for my um, school project a while back. And then it was with Vyas, actually. And um, this is my homie that I went to high school with. And he's, like, one of my best friends. You don't want some ASMR shit? you <laughs> <laughs> <be> like, <laughs> we'll, we'll play that yeah. back. We Unfortunately, the control room is in another room. So we can't see when we're redlining. But yeah. I have the headphones on, so if anything sounds, like, too, too loud... He'll okay. be, like... Just yeah. turn me up. Me just... <laughs> <laughs> Y'all already turned up. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, how's everybody's week been? Yeah, let's start with... We- Why don't we start with Matt's week? Yeah, Matt. What's the 411? Uh, last night, I ate, like, eight cups of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cereal? Uh, it was a mix of... Because you need balance in your life, so I had... Uh, cinnamon wheat, cinnamon toast crunch on one side, uh-huh. and then I had fiber one cereal on the oh next. Shit. So oh shit! So I had a really good shit this morning too. Actually, <laughs> it was crazy. I like lost five pounds. <laughs> I'm so glad for you. <laughs> what else is going on with your life, Matt? Yeah. I'm going to North Carolina tomorrow. Oh, that's exciting. Not, uh, yeah, not tomorrow. Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so see my girlfriend and her family. 
Uh, it's my first time in the south. <laughs> oh shit! You have to eat some cornbread. And yeah. Some grits. I'm ready for some soul food. Yes. Mm -hmm. Some mac and cheese. Some yes. coleslaw. Yes. Mm. Uh, chicken and waffles. Yes. Obviously. Some chitlins. Some fucking ribs. <laughs> yes. What a carnivore part of the country. I'm so into it. Have you have, like if you spend a considerable amount of states, you're just like wow, like people really know how to eat here. Yeah. I mean. In both like a positive and negative kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we don't need to eat meat every day. I mean, we could. <laughs> yeah, we could. But it's like. I would. It's so. Uh, yeah. Like some, there's some people out there who mostly eat meat. And I'm like, yo, you don't need that much. <laughs> Bro, how are you going to get yolk though? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't you know need to get. No. Yolk like, like buff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ha ha ha. In the, in the States, like, food exists just for the sake of existing. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't need to exist. Like, a donut fried chicken sandwich yes. doesn't yeah. need to exist. It's so fucking good. But it just exists because, and I, you know. Yeah. Like the, like the pho burritos that you see whenever you're scrolling down Facebook and your second uncle, like, oh, I really want to eat here. And it's like sushi burrito. And I'm like, no, no, just sushi or burrito. You don't need to mix the two together. Um, but that, I feel like that stems from his, hipsterism or like... Hipsterism. Like, like hipster consumerism. Ah. It's a doctrine. I, but like hipster consumerism or like maybe the idea of novelty is so like ingrained because it's like s short attention span like, oh, pick up on this and like this is the thing that it catches on. I find that that kind of shit happens a lot with Korean food a lot where it's like, oh, we made a kimchi poke bowl a kimchi burrito a kimchi, kimchi whatever taco. yeah yeah and i'm sitting there and like i've i've had the displeasure of trying kimchi that's not from korea like not not made by not not, not made, made in not a, made by an ajuma not made in a korean way okay. right and you taste it and you're just like what is this right mm -hmm. like the like the lettuce is like way too crisp like did you even ferment this or like this isn't spicy at all like Where's where's all the where's all the paste? Where's all the the spices and stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> so listening to all this, all I could picture was like you in like a John Wick movie, <laughs> but instead of it being like a puppy that sets you off, it's like fucking gentrified kimchi. <laughs> 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 there's there's very little that I hate more than gentrified kimchi. It's so bad. But yeah, anything else with your week? Okay. All right. That's okay. cool. Um, Darlene. Yeah. How was your week? Or last two weeks, because we it's didn't have a, a podcast last I've week. I've been going through a lot, you guys. <laughs> Not really a lot. Um, I think I have eczema, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of sending me my face. I'm like, <laughs> don't look at me. Um, yeah, that's been like the thing that makes me go. Because my energy for November was like chaotic. And now I'm just going to have to stay at home. <laughs> I'm like, don't look at me. Where Where do you get your energy from? Do you get it in the mail? Do, do you get like a phone notification where it's like, to you're, this month your energy is chaotic? What? Yeah, I, I felt <laughs> it. I felt it. Okay. I okay. woke up and I was like, fuck this sh this shit. I can't even speak English. Mm. <laughs> I was like, we're going chaotic for the rest of 2019. And then I went to FK Twigs last oh. weekend, ah. and I've been listening to Mary Magdalene for like two weeks. So fuck you guys. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just like, 
listening to FKA Twigs. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Your fallen alien. Uh, I was waiting for you. I was outside. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you listen to the album? What? Oh my god. I've seen the music video though. Okay. That, that recently dropped. Yeah. Mm. But like, we're gonna have to like take a break and make you listen to Magdalene. <laughs> I'm a I'm a hardcore Twigs fan slash promoter. Mm. Yeah. Hit me up, FKA Twigs. It was weird that she was a while, a while away for so such a long time. Not weird, but like. It seems like artists are either like dropping tracks every two weeks mm-hmm. or they take five year hiatuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I I'm, love it. I'm kind of a fan of the five year hiatus. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have so much. Oh, what is it? I have Rico Nasty fatigue. Do you? Yeah. When did you feel the symptoms? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Ice Cream for like the 18th time and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this isn't. Maybe it's just not hitting the same. Yeah. It's like. You know, it's like when you smoke a lot of weed and you need to take a couple days off for a tolerance break <laughs> for know. it to hit again. I don't know. That break is a five-year hiatus. That's important. <laughs> mm. Like so that we have about like bedroom pop or bedroom R&B. Do you? Uh, I have huge fatigue from it. You're done? Yeah. You're like, go outside, get some fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, live a little, man. Like, shit. Can't be sad all the time. Yeah. yeah. But if you've listened to every single one of the FK Twigs singles, and you've listened to half the album. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a 12-track album, right? Somewhere around there? Let's consult our good friend Spotify right now. (laughs) It takes so long to load this app. I'm like, fuck. I think we'll ever get on Spotify as a podcast. Nine tracks. Nine tracks. Yes, we will get on Spotify. It's not that hard. I'm they making it happen. Okay, okay. Yeah. Pardon it's, me. It's <laughs> Pardon my insolence. I said Spotify. I said Apple Podcasts. In your hood. <laughs> <laughs> if a mofo from our high school named Meg can be like a rapper on Spotify, then y'all can be a podcast on Spotify. Meg? Yeah, there's this kid from our high school. He's like uh, five years younger. Uh-huh. He's Meg. And I met him at the barbershop. And... He had the best Surrey accent of all time. What's a Surrey accent? Have you heard a Surrey accent before? No. He he's a white kid, but like he had, but Surrey accents are mostly reserved for people of color okay. or like brown people mostly. Okay. And he was complaining about how our neighborhood, Fraser Heights specifically, doesn't have good enough food as the neighborhood next over Guilford. Oh yeah. <laughs> are these facts? Yeah, they're facts. Our, our neighborhood's well, a our suburb. It's residential. It's like a residential suburb. Uh, yeah, but it has like a like a shopping. Uh, strip mall kind of thing uh-huh. yeah, so and like, like Starbucks yeah oh. there's a Korean Chinese food place there that's oh. like pretty good. pretty good yeah, yeah but it's lit. it's just like jam-packed Do all the time jajangmyeon? yeah of oh. course yeah. jajangmyeon jampong yeah all the all, like the deep fried chickens the deep fried porks you're like yeah 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 it's, give it to me straight mm-hmm. it's pretty good anyways verbatim he was like yo man fucking yo Fraser Heights yo we need some fucking kills play, like eats yo like fucking gopher yo like it's fucking bunk yo <laughs> <laughs> we need some kill spots, yo. Like fucking go for it, yo. Uh, and shit. I was like, is this guy for real? Like, why is he talking like that? <laughs> I'm like, sir, do you speak like that to your mother? <laughs> like, hi, mom. Um, oh fuck. Anyways, he's a Spotify rapper. Excellent. Yeah. It's the next level up from SoundCloud. But I feel like it's easier to get onto Spotify as a musician than it is to get in as a podcaster. Really? Yeah. They, I think it's the opposite. Really? Because I feel the. Uh, it's not like one where you can um, just apply. Or no, you, you, they they come to you. But the music one right now is kind of closed. Well, you have to like affiliate through a publisher that they like fuck with. 
so like distro kit or something right something like that distro kit is like a very very <sighs> simple barrier to entry for that sort of thing but i can't imagine the margins are very high for the people yeah but let's not talk about depressing music <laughs> but yeah so um fk I, twigs i listened to twigs and then i got into all my feelings <laughs> in a really good way because i've just been like reading her interviews i watched the condensed version of her beats one interview with what's his face um, zane low yeah zane low um <laughs> i don't know and it's just she's saying all these great things and i was like yeah twigs like i love that she's come out of this period of like body things and relationship things and she's like i might life school i'm like yeah is she yeah. still with robert pattison no they broke up <laughs> goodness i i mean yeah it inspired the great eth that is this album yeah so shout out to that relationship one time it was it it, it kind of makes me think right yeah. it's like do all relationships have a, the the depth to, to go into this amount of emotional baggage like even healthy ones should they is the question i, I hope not <laughs> i don't know we're never gonna get 2088 though with big shot and genetic <laughs> that's the thing i'm so sad because now they're on that peace and love and i'm like can you just hate each other on a track on a few tracks but they have to like be on the same track <laughs> yeah i'm like lock them in their boots yeah <laughs> that's mediation right there right i don't like yeah i don't know <laughs> couples therapy <laughs> Like check one two one two. You're oh. acting like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still come through because I feel like Janae would say that. Uh. Um, I don't know if all relate. I think, yeah, all deep relationships do, unfortunately, come in baggage. Like enough for an album. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't it's, you feel like you could write an album about some shit? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's it's like. <laughs> It's like, it's like, um, even like, w was the relationship ever healthy? Oh shit. Are we going to psychoanalyze them? No, no, of course not. Um, I'm just thinking like, if anybody can write an album in going this deep, portraying this sort of like breakup story kind of thing, mm -hmm. are there such a thing as like healthy relationships without this sort of... I mean, with the relationship that's led to it, she's a mixed-race woman of color, especially from England, dating this white man. Mm. That's a whole other, like, traumatic layer. Yeah, that's a hurdle, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so I think it's not just, like, two people in a relationship. I also think it's all the other things from society. Because, uh. like, those trolls were savage. Mirrored Heart. Ooh. There's a song um, on the album called Mirrored Heart. Yeah. Mirrored heart? Yeah, yeah, the lyrics? How do you spell mirror? Um, M-I-R-R. -R. Like oh. incense? Mirror. Oh, mirror. Yeah, mirrored heart. Not like mirror and frankincense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my Christianity's popping. The, the lyrics, like, the chorus is basically, but I'm never going to give up, though I'm probably going to think about you all the time. And for the lovers who found a mirrored heart, they just remind me I'm without you. And it goes on to a bridge that's like, did you want me all? No, not for life. Did you truly see me? No, not this time. Wow. Were you ever sure? No, no, not with me. Like. Wow. <gasps> That's a direct at. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Yeah. Like shit. It doesn't get more explicit than that. Yeah. So, um, I, but she moved on. She was dating Shia LaBeouf. And now really? she's dating the creative director of um, Another Man. 
the fashion styling director. Mm. I don't know. Um, is that like a direct? I, is that like a direct to consumer fashion box startup kind of thing? No, it's this magazine. Oh, it's so cool. good! It's so good. I I stand another man. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf could get it. I think <laughs> everybody feels that way about him. No. Is he like the one? Like, <laughs> if you never had a crush on a white man, but you yeah. had on one, would yeah. be Shia LaBeouf. Oh shit! That's a difficult question. You. Oh my god. There's so many white men. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Word. No, I don't. I don't think that Shia LaBeouf would be that white man for me. I just look at Shia LaBeouf and I'm like, <laughs> that's literally my reaction. Um, okay. I don't know. He's just. He. I feel like you just go out with Shia LaBeouf and you just have a good time. Eric's <laughs> face. I'm curious what he's up to because last I saw him on the internet, he was punching Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, fuck. Um, that's what FK Twigs wanted. Give me the all spark. I'll never give you the all spark. Oh, is that from the movie? Yeah, it's from watched. Transformers. <laughs> I don't know why I watched those. <laughs> there, was a, there was a closing song in like 2008 or something by Linkin Park. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. Oh. Huh? For that Linkin Park Jay Z collab. But anyway. Timbaland was on it. He produced the tracks. Oh, did he? he? Did? Yeah. That's fucking sweet. And, Timbaland. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Linkin Park. Timbaland looks like he'd just come up and whisper in your ear. you <laughs> <laughs> like, pass me the soy sauce. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He'd be like, do you guys have any sriracha? <laughs> Does he talk about for real? I don't, I don't know, think I, so. I think I hear him like, voice or something. I hear him whispering in the tracks. Like, you know when you listen to like the layers of the production? <laughs> oh, okay. There's always like a Timbaland whisper somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, that was my week. Or my last two weeks. Um FK Twigs. Fun. FK Anixima. Twigs. Anixima. Mm. That's a weird revelation to come to in your twenties. I got the same thing, eczema last mm. year. Mm. Because I was looking at pictures of myself mm. post and pre eczema, and I was mm. like, God damn, I used to have perfect skin. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck, you were so hot like last month. <laughs> Why were you sleeping on yourself? Yeah. That's literally me to me. <laughs> it makes me mad that scientists haven't in- invented like you know a cure for eczema. Yet. Exactly. I don't know. I I don't think it's profitable to cure eczema. Bro, every like it's very common with East Asians. Ah, uh, but I think it's more profitable to reduce it. And then people have to s- continue on with eczema. Ah, oh, stay woke. Okay. I yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. But um, going to a concert by myself was really relaxing. There were like eight people in that crowd that we work with. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, you? No, not I talking mean, with you. I you? Didn't see no, them. I see you five days a week. I you? Didn't no, see no, them. not talking to I you. I was like, this is my monthly date with myself. Um, I just. I like to be by myself and dance in the crowd. Mm. Um, I got like a nice good. I made eye contact with Twigs, and I was just out there like sad, sad Twigs, sad <laughs> wine. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah. I don't going with other people for what? <laughs> yeah, like honestly, True. I don't know. Yeah. Right. L- last few concerts I've gone to, <laughs> I went with people, and I just disappeared into the pit. I'm like, all right starting i'm gonna go in you coming with no all right peace right yeah yeah so yeah i think everybody should go to a concert by themselves at least once you'll have the most fun 
Who's coming soon? Um, I have an idea, man. Would you go? Would you pay like two hundred or however much it's gonna cost to go see Beyonce? No, I'm sorry. I can yeah. watch a documentary. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Homecoming was pretty lit, though. Is yeah. that the uh, documentary? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there also like a lemonade film? Well, like there's a yeah, but it's like for the album. Uh-huh. Have you have you watched Lemonade? I watched some of it. Have you watched Lemonade? I have Except wa- for the bit I forced you <laughs> yeah. to watch. Yeah, I've watched some of the parts of Lemonade and it was very powerful and I'm like, okay, I need to save this for a moment. Okay. I feel like Magdalene is Twigs as Lemonade, only she didn't take him back. Ah. Uh. Yeah. But how was your week, Mr. Eric? Um, <laughs> so yesterday I was helping out as a, as a lighting technician on a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of strange. Why? Oh, it was just like, I wasn't really expecting it, but one of my very talented photographer friends was like, hey, I need help with lighting. Can you come through? And I learned how to use all the machines, set them up, take them down, learned how to like angle them properly, figure out reflector shades, all that kind of stuff. So now I'm definitely employable as a lighting <laughs> technician or a studio assistant. Put it on your LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um... I've been listening to a lot of albums, a whole bunch of albums, and I know we usually save this for the end. Oh, are we saving it for the end? Um, we could save it for the end. Let's save it for the end. Okay. All right. There's the momentum, and it's coming back in. Somebody take it. I have a question for you. You told me in our group, you said that you don't listen to like playlists. You only listen to full, complete albums. Yeah. You don't listen to playlists. I don't listen to playlists. Okay, but here's here's my thing. Not that many albums are that good as a complete work of art. Yeah. So I I don't listen to those projects. Like, I can only think of a few albums that, like, I would listen to front and back, like, unpaused. I think maybe it's, like, uh, in terms of enjoyment, we... Not that not to say that I enjoy any less or more than you, but, like, maybe the scope. Like, I want to listen to the full project and decide whether or not I like the project. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets to the point where sometimes, like, I'll listen to a project and I don't know the name of the song. But I know I like that song. And I'll be like, oh, I really like that one song. And then I won't be able to come up with the name. But, like, I listen to the whole project. Okay. So, like, I really like some of the songs off the Baby's new album. Mm-hmm. That album was bad. <laughs> That's because a lot of the songs sound the same. Yeah, exactly the same. And they always come in. Like, he raps, like, after the first, like, the first. On the one. Yeah. He just goes in. And it's just, like, triplet flow. And what does he talk... He's, same subject matter. Like, the best song on that album is probably Intro, where he's talking about, like, how his father passed away before he could release the album, and he wants to, like, uh, you know... It, it was, like, a really sentimental song. Yeah, the chorus slaps pretty hard, too. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of listening to Baby, maybe if I really want to listen to a Baby song, I'll go to his uh, his um, his Spotify page, and I'll just play the song. Or, like, I'll play the song on the album and I'll let it rock until the next one. Yeah. But it, it's kind of, like, changed my opinion on, like, what musicians I think are good to me and not. Because if they can't put together, like, a really great cohesive project, then, like... But he's not... From what I... Like, he's not one of those, like, huge conceptual artists, though. But, like, have you seen his music videos? Yeah, they have lots of concepts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like... I feel like it's a problem with his label, QC. Yeah. 
like do you know who signed to QC? Who? It's like Yachty, uh, okay. Migos, mm-hmm. T Grizzly. If you've ever had the displeasure of trying to listen <laughs> to a little Yachty project in the last like three or four years, you know where QC comes in and, and fucks things up. <laughs> like Ooh. it's it's bad like you ever listen to the qc did you listen to the qc um the qc tape no i did i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why all of it yeah yeah the whole thing like i don't i don't need to hear like a t grizzly lil yachty song with like nba young boy i don't even know if that song exists i just tried to come up with the combination that I would like the least <laughs> but it's just like it's like triplet flows uh every ad lib is whoa and it's just it's just like they're talking about like icebox chains on like 18 of the songs and there's only 20 songs <laughs> little yachty is a, a bad bitch yeah. though yeah yeah Lil yachty is a bad bitch but like like i don't know i'm not hating it i love it's weird because like Lil yachty was a really really interesting fantastic artist when he first came into the scene mm-hmm. and then it's like he decided that money was more important than art yeah. And I feel like the entirety of the QC label, the like, you know how every company has like their mission statement and it's like <laughs> plastered up on the wall? Yeah. You walk into QC and it, it's just money over art. <laughs> and DaBaby was like, how much money? <laughs> and then how he got signed. Videos? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. His, his, his hype is only going to last for so long. That's true. If but he's not going to keep on putting out fantastic products. I don't know. I'm just, I'm indifferent to it. Like, these dudes, some of them are coming from, like, extreme poverty, lots of violence. Yeah, that's Get true. those bricks and go to therapy. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Lil Yachty was, is super gross. I saw him live. Did you? Yeah. Gross. Like, yeah. I, I saw him live at, um, I went to a music festival and he was there performing. And, like, he, he pointed at a girl in the crowd and he's like, hey, take off your shirt. And he's like, everybody needs to get super hyped up. Everybody gets uh, to be uh, needs to get super excited. And he goes and he points back at the girl and he's like, I'm not not seeing nipple. And I'm like, holy shit. Thanks. And I'm looking with my friends and I'm like, oh, Lil Yachty's kind of rapey. Like, kind this of? is bad. <laughs> um, yeah. You're, you're doing that in front of like thousands of people watching you. I mean, I feel like a lot, and we talked about this outside of this podcast, but, like, musicians and access to sex. Yeah. It's just really, like, it's there. You guys can't see my head motion, but it's there. Yeah. Like, our good friend ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Um, Coming out saying that he has a, a, a sex addiction. Yeah. 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 And I watched this. Right? Yeah. He has a bed for orgies. And at first I was like, haha, but then I was like, my guy. Mm. I don't know. On the opposite end of the spectrum is T.I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Opposite end, no, the oh, same geez. end with different Did trauma. you see that story about T.I.? Did you see that story about yeah. T.I.? Yeah. Oh, my Dude, God. What the fuck? Fucked up on, like, at least three different levels. Bro. Like, shit, dude. I just... How to not parent. Also, yeah. shout out to my sister, Jeannie Mai, who, like, defended him. <laughs> Did you see that? Uh, She's, like, this talk show host. She's, like, this Asian girl. And she she's was, dating... Like, What's his face, right? Uh, that rapper, uh, Jeezy. Is she? I think so. Okay. <laughs> she's a famous talk show host and like whatever. And she's like, I defend T.I. because I was wild in my years. And I was like, uh. <laughs> that, that does not. That's not the same thing, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. That's Dude, just... sh- should we go into the story? Are we? We've taken a step. Just Google it. Just Yeah, T.I. Just... doing well, like, some... I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to control his daughter's... Virginity. Yeah. But, like, your hymen isn't even... You could no. break your hymen in so many ways. Yeah. Like, you could fall. <laughs> like, literally. You could... Literally. Um... <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I don't know. Um, one of my friends told me that uh, when they're riding a bike, uh-huh. and then they fell on their bike, uh-huh. and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're riding a horse, you know? Yeah, I don't know that shit. I was like, somebody free his daughter. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, but yeah, that's she's really eighteen. Yaddy. Yeah. She's an adult. She is. Yeah. But also it'd be creep- even more creepy if she was younger and he was doing that too. Well, he was. Like, well, he she started yeah. when she was 16. Like going to the festival <laughs> China appointment. Yeah. And being like... Oh. I got a question. Why is this podcast called Growing Pains? Okay. It, it was going to be a, like a fashion podcast. Yeah. And then we realized like we just enjoy talking to each other about like... Random. Things. But then also it's like... We're trying to grow as artists and creatives. Yes. And then all the little things that get in our way, but all the little triumphs that we have as well. Mm-hmm. And it just turned into uh, growing pains. Mm. What else did I do this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing really. That's good, because I think you whack way too head. Uh, oh, um, have I been playing video games? I've been playing this video game called Outer Worlds. Oh, I've seen that. You've seen it? Yeah. Have you heard of Outer Worlds? Give me a quick description. My memory's fucked this week. Okay. You are a colonizer (laughs) on a planet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's uh, uninhabited. An uninhabited planet, and you're a colonizer of it. What what are you colonizing? Earth. Like an Earth-like planet. Oh. In the Halcyon system. Oh. And um, your your ship is called the Hope, uh-huh. but then there's like a critical electrical failure or something, and everybody's stuck in cryostasis, including yourself. So all the other colonizers who went, they've already colonized, they've already built their towns, everything like that. Mm. And then uh, a criminal or a freedom fighter comes onto your ship, unfreezes you, and it's like, you need to help me unfreeze the rest of the people on this ship. And that's where it starts. But you land on the first planet, and everything's run by ten mega corporations. Mm-hmm. And the first person you meet has a bullet wound in the side of him. He he accidentally shot himself when he was trying to defend himself, right? <laughs> and wow. y- you go up and talk to him, <laughs> and the first thing he says is, um, "You've heard. Uh, you you've tried the best. Now try the rest. Spacer's choice, and that's his company. Spacer's choice, right?" So he gives a slogan to you as the first thing that happens when you meet him. Um, instead of talking to you about like why he has a bullet wound, that he needs help, that he needs help getting out of this situation, and that shit goes on forever to as deep as it gets. It's like a like a post-consumerism nightmare, like ultra-capitalist nightmare. People aren't lo- allowed from different companies to talk to each other in different companies. Um, 
there's this guy who committed suicide because he couldn't deal anymore and they um they're like he needs his family or the closest nearest relative to him needs to pay fees for renting out his funeral land from the company and it's going to cost more because he committed vandalism he was company property oh shit yeah i feel like this is going to happen very soon yeah it's not that far off from reality to be honest um yeah yeah it's it's like nightmarish but at the same time like my character has a sickle in one hand and hammer in the other hand and i'm going full (laughs) communist capital yeah i'm I'm just i'm absolutely dusting people because i'm so frustrated but it's they're like some of them are just like honest hardworking people but then they're like we have to defend our corporation that's how we survive is anybody honest though yeah yeah like um there's this uh band of deserters and they have their own energy from like a botanical area and they have their own society where they're not under capitalism they're a commune they're a commune a little commune oh you told me about this yeah yeah and you're given the opportunity to turn off their power or the main town's power and um uh you you have a companion with you and she's like a really nice really uh interested person she's like uh she oh she's very empathetic thinks about everybody uh and has a little bit of an issue with like self-esteem and she's with you the entire time right really well fleshed out character her name's parvati she's uh south asian okay yeah okay you look really hype talking about it's this. excellent okay but you you think you're doing the right thing uh-huh. where you're like okay i'm gonna switch off the power from this capitalist town to this commune and then she's like before you do that uh-huh stop there's there's like fantastic lovely super hardworking, wonderful people in that town and if you shut off their power they're dead but everybody dies everybody dies so i was just like switch to power fuck you (laughs) what else happened um i watched i watched avatar the last airbender okay see okay that's one of my notes we still have not (laughs) talked about goddamn avatar uh matt did you watch avatar the last airbender uh yeah okay I, I'm kind of conflicted on it. Why? Because in one way, it's like, oh my god, Wait. they put us on TV. I, I, you're projecting. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Oh my god, they put us on TV. Okay. Like, they put Asian people on TV. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, oh, this is there's like no Asian people involved in the creation of this show, mm-hmm. even though a lot of the things are like fairly accurate or like good homages to the cultures. How does that make you feel? It's a good show, though. Right? It's a really good show. It's what Game of Thrones wanted to be. <sighs> no, seriously. A redemption act that is redemption. Oh, re- a woman falling into madness over power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stan. God, I forget her name. Azula? Azula. Yeah. I love Azula. There's this one scene where she's fighting Aang on top of, like, a drill train. And, like, uh, Aang shoots like, this big, like, wind blast at her. And she flips over it. And then while she's flipping over, she does, like, a two-footed, like, parallel kick to the ground. And she shoots out flames from there. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is this show is, like, so hype. Azula is a bad bitch. It's so beautiful. She does not get distracted. She is conniving. She is. Yeah. I'm like, shit, you need some therapy. (laughs) But um, I stand. She's my favorite villain. She is a great villain. Yeah. Um, It's like a, like a like total sociopath villain yeah she's she's evil why because she wants to be exactly and she loves it and you're, you're like 
she she's gonna trick you into failure and your her fit your failure will make her feel better it will yeah but um it, it got me thinking did you guys watch cora no yeah. it looked lame did you watch cora yeah it was pretty good it was alright. yeah um and then i was thinking like okay so they did the industrial age in cora what would it be like now in like a like a like a 2019 kind of way yeah like like a super capitalist avatar um and i'm like okay so firebenders have jobs in the in the in the power plant and all they do firebenders would be apple (laughs) i don't know i feel like like somebody who doesn't bend would make apple Really? Yeah, yeah, because every like all the people who can uh, you know you can control the elements, right? No, but I mean like Apple in the sense that they're like super techie, super posh, like pristine. They're all about the future. They're like we're organized, but also like we don't want to pay taxes, so we have a <laughs> fake company in Ireland. Maybe you know what? Maybe because <laughs> in the show, in the original show, they had like steam machines and they were polluting everywhere. Right. Yeah. But it had me thinking, like, would would they have like? waterbenders in like the hydro dam like just creating power and that's what they do for eight hours a day like nothing else in life but just like i think that would still be the industrial age because like i don't know what defines i'm okay i'm tired of talking about capitalism (laughs) that's fair (laughs) i'm done that was my whole degree (laughs) (sighs) where did you go to university um U of A, U of A, exactly. Rep the set, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Rep the set two head, yeah. Uh, Um, And what was your major? Political science, minor in sociology. Um, Yeah, that that was me. (laughs) Did you have a favorite class? I took a few excellent classes. Um, Two favorite ones, the history of... Work, so it was serfdom, slavery, and something else. Wow. I had a white professor, but homeboy was all about that truth tea. Mm. He was just... Because sometimes when I take classes with white professors about such charge topics, it's like bullshit. But he was all about like facts, like straight facts. And I was like, yeah. Mm. Um, and then this other class... Why can't I? I can see the professor in my mind. But anyway, um, in first year of uni, I really wanted to drop out. But he dropped the prereqs because it was a third year class. So I ended up getting into it. And just the way he taught the class was so free. It was so, like, decentralized. What was it? Um, God, I can't even remember, honestly. It was so decentralized. <laughs> it was so decentralized. That's because I the took... The memory is now decentralized. It's because I took another class with him later, and that's what I remember most. Oh, okay. But his class in first year was the reason I stayed in my degree. Um, but yeah, yeah. Poli <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm sick of talking about capitalism, because fuck, like... Um, not to sound like a snob, <laughs> but I think a lot of conversation lacks nuance. I got I got the headphones on oh, though, and like Darlene's talking up right in the mic, and then she she sits back and she's like, "I'm done." <laughs> 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 I don't like like seriously though. Like you you know what I'm saying though, right? Like yeah, I don't know. It's just so frustrating. I can definitely feel that because 
the overwhelming sense is like hypocrisy and given that I like majored in social work I it was like constant hypocrisy I feel mm. um, to the point where like it's just like I don't know like I don't really care for what you have to say anymore like I just don't think I don't know like I feel like you're just a useless person or something <laughs> <laughs> like like people would be like um, I don't know because social workers all are, are all about uh like serving the people i guess or like um trying to make a change in society mm -hmm. but they actually don't have the slightest clue of what it takes to change society or what it takes to actually change anything mm -hmm. they just kind of like like the biggest thing themselves is that like fam are you like you talk about like social justice but you yourself are not even in a union like you're getting exploited yourself so why how are you gonna help other people when you're like a fucking exploited yourself and like your boss doesn't pay your overtime or there's like wage theft you know mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and a lot of like poli psych kids like we want to become like lawyers and like work in government and like i don't know i feel like people just want to stunt <laughs> they don't want to no one no one wants to give up their privilege no one wants to do the head work and like be like fucking grassroots no one wants to take a step back and like say, hey, I don't know shit, but this person who's lived that experience knows shit and I'm going to empower them to uh, keep empowering other people. Right. Yeah. People just want glory. <laughs> so don't talk to me about capitalism anymore. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. <laughs> what was our topic? We didn't have one. Um, no, we're talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> guys, I've been waiting like three no. weeks to talk about this, okay? <laughs> When was the last time you watched Avatar The Last Airbender, Matt? Well, it's been a while. They put it on Netflix recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. The I don't pay for my account. Huh? <laughs> I don't pay for action. my account. I want a Showtime account. I don't want a fucking Netflix account. <laughs> um, I'm paying for a number of people's access to my Netflix. Damn. It's okay. This is my wealth redistribution. <laughs> 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 this is what CalMax meant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna get off that shit right now. Um, okay, those are all your thoughts on Avatar. I don't have any. I haven't seen the series since like 2012. Okay. Yeah. There's this really wonderful scene where um, Iroh and Zuko are walking through Basingse mm -mm. when they become uh, refugees. Yes. And Zuko is confused as well at why Iroh is picking up a flower vase. Mm -hmm. He's like, "Why are you getting that?" We're not, like, <laughs> what's the point? And he's like, life continues on forward. We need to make the best of what we have in the time that we have. He says, in essentially, a, in a more poetic way, like, we got to enjoy life yes. while it's here, mm -hmm. no matter what. We might be refugees, but having, a like, a beautiful flower will make us feel more at home. And then he, he ends up becoming, like, a, a royal tea maker. And then I don't remember if you if you remember where that culminates to, but uh, Ang gets killed by Azula's lightning bolt because mm -hmm. Zuko's there at the palace helping serve tea, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh, Azula's here, let's turn on everybody." What a redemption arc, though. Right. Yeah. That's that's it's beautiful. I love how Zuko and Iroh's relationship changed from the beginning of the first season to like the end of Avatar as a series. Yeah. It's really powerful. It was insane because like right before he turns on iroh 
he has this moment where he goes through like a spiritual journey within himself to figure out who he is as a human being Mm -hmm. and what his uh and to decide his own destiny Mm -hmm. and then after that he becomes like way more well tempered way more of like a wonderful person to his uncle yes and like three episodes later he's fighting the avatar again and helping azula kill ang right and then because like he's learned so much and changed as a human being but like his primal instinct to fight for his nation came back when he goes back to the fire nation it's just all questions and he's like what why am i here what am i doing here do i really want my honor back in this sort of way like my mother is gone right it's like insinuated that their mother is gone because the uh the fire lord needed to give up a sacrifice Mm -hmm so that Iroh wouldn't be the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. And be- even, like, Iroh's backstory from when he was this, like, greedy general and how he just, like, loses what he treasured the most. Yeah. And that just, like, humble pie. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, like, there's this one episode where it's just the story of, and it's all these little characters. And there's this one episode, or one part of it, where it's Iroh, and he's going through the town picking up things for a picnic he helps a little boy who's crying by singing him a song about a soldier boy and then he goes and he uh somebody tries to mug him and he uh instead fixes his stance and um (laughs) and then like explains to him that like you can do more with your life and everything that you wanted to achieve you can Mm -hmm. right and he's just being an all-around positive person he goes underneath this great tree outside the town and he puts up a poster of his or he puts up a painting of his son and he sings that same song that he sang to the to the little boy but in this context he's talking about how he wished his son could come home from the war and that was like yeah 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 that episode i cried i was like shit yeah shit oh it's it was a fantastic show And I watched it when, like, it came out, like, when we were, like, we're all about the same age. You're the same age as me. You're, like, what, a year younger than me? Yeah. So, like, it happened when we were, like, what, 10? Something like that? Like, we were were full-on kids. But I didn't watch Avatar The Last Airbender until I was in my teens. Oh, okay. Because I was not in Canadian programming land. Right, right. um, Very true. For a while. Yeah. Where did you watch it? Where did I watch it? Yeah. I don't even remember. I think it was old um, reruns on, was it Teletoon or something? Oh. And then, like, eventually when Netflix showed up, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this, like, super chronologically so I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. But so that happened much later for me. I was like, oh, shit. The first season? Not great. No? No, it's not It's not fantastic. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's, there's like a lot of like, um, racially ambiguous characters in, just like in real life in Asia. Oh, okay. I don't know. And then they have like these really like corny over the top voicing Oh. where I'm like, Oh, this is like, is this like a thing? Like, is this a, and like, I skipped the first season. Just, just a bunch of like weird stuff and like here and there, like, 
Yeah. But it like I'm thinking like maybe this was like a pressure from the uh the company that was making it Nickelodeon to be more generalizing of cultures. <laughs> Generalize this culture more, Aaron Essas. So like if Avatar came back, I wanna know um Azula's mother's backstory. Hmm. Because even though her husband was like an L, she was still like, It's cool, I love my son. Like what is that? What what is that dynamic? I'm not sure. It's like um I don't know. Cuz like the only scene you really get to see of her is when she's feeding the turtle ducks with Zuko. Yeah. And when she's about to run away. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like really tender to him. Mm-hmm. But like that's not the whole story. That that's the thing. I want to know more. There might be like they might have made like a I know they definitely made official comics for Avatar after. Okay. So there might be something there about yeah, it. Yeah, cuz I'm like how how did Azula become such a sociopath? It can't just be her dad. That would be too easy. It might have just been the way, like, when she was born, it was just like that. No. No, that's so reductive. Sociopaths are made. Like, <clears throat> what is it about the circumstances her mother and her father crafted that made her a sociopath? Hmm. Because even when her mom was alive, she was still pretty shysty. <laughs> it might have just been a convenient plot contrivance. Maybe, okay. I'm looking too deep into this. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay, Zuko, he needs to have somebody tender in his life so it makes sense in his story. It's his mom. That there's some tenderness there. LOL. Okay. Yeah. Um, how did you guys meet? We don't have much time. I want to know your origin story. Give it to me. <laughs> uh, I'm I moved to Surrey in grade seven. Yeah, so I was like twelve yes. or eleven. Uh, and then I was first friends with Nelson and Jimmy and Philip and Julie and Randy. And then <laughs> shout out to Vietnam, the yeah. Viet Gang. Yeah, yeah. And then most of those dudes bang. Uh, well, R.I.P. Philip. Uh, really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, Philip actually passed away. Um, I don't know where Julie is, but she's doing well, I think. Oh, yeah, Vanessa was part of that crew, too. Yeah. Um, anyways, I was, I was hanging with that crew, and they are a bunch of nerds. And <laughs> <laughs> and then Eric, who was equally a nerd. He was a, from a different class. Um, yeah, you were in a different class than I was. But uh, we would hang, and we would geek out about Final Fantasy. Yeah. Game. Yeah, that was, that was big. And... Um, you kind of you kind of hung out with like the popular kids too, so I didn't hang out with you that much in grade seven. But uh, yeah, that's how we got acquainted. Yeah. Grade, yeah. And I think I think the thing that I appreciated when we got into high school was like you had like an enthusiasm towards me, where it's like, hey, Eric, let's do this. And once in a while, when I would get out of my own ass, I would be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Yeah. We got tight in grade 11, grade 10 or 11. Yeah. Did you guys have, like, a specific moment that, like, elicited this tightness, or was it gradual? It was, like, proximity. Like, we were, we were, we both were in the Mall United Nations Club. He started (laughs) in, like, the ninth grade, and I started in, like, or maybe the tenth grade, and I started, I started, like, at the end of the tenth grade. And, um, I don't know what it was, but the Mall United Nations community in our high school decided that matt and i were best friends like okay eric and matt those guys are inseparable okay they're always and like 
we were like water and oil at that point like we why we, we were like it was just two totally different personality types and the only thing that we had together was like this penchant for mischief wait matt what's your sign i'm a taurus oh what you're mostly, a taurus mostly taurus shit shut up i'm a taurus too oh, shit, but i have a lot of fire gang gang, gang. gang. <laughs> what's your fire sign um okay so i'm a taurus sun aries moon aries venus scorpio rising okay it's a lot of <laughs> okay i don't know my full chart because i don't know what time i was born but it's mostly earth signs and then a little bit of scorpio in there somewhere that's mm-hmm. why you're so calm yeah yeah i feel like you're really calm okay i don't know i don't know Uh, i'm an aries with a bunch of water yeah that's why we get along (laughs) yes that's the reason why we get along (laughs) i don't know start again i need to feel like i know what i'm talking about i mean like um aries usually like annoy the fuck out of me when they're like lots of lots of fire yeah yeah. Isn't your brother an Aries? But he's got lots of F in him. Ah, I gang, see. Gang, gang. <laughs> gang. That's my homie forever. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Lots yeah. of F. Actually, we bonded over music, too. We oh, did to, you? Both of us are really into, like, guitar-type music. Oh. Yeah. Why didn't you guys start a band? We <laughs> oh, we you did? did? What? Yeah. Kind of. Are there, of. like, yeah. recordings? No, no, what? I don't think so. You guys are holding out on um, me. Matt and I, though, like... Matt put me onto music that would help develop my love for experimental music. Mm. So, like, he started me off with, like, jazz, which is, like, a classical experiment. Well, not classical, not in, like, t- the terms of the genre, but, like, he introduced me to jazz music, which uh, introduced me to, like, non- non-standard time signatures, mm. non-standard uh, song structures, mm things like that mm-hmm. and i got further and further into that and matt would just like dump jazz albums on me and i would just consume them yeah, yeah. at the time i really wanted to go to jazz school because i was really passionate about music mm. uh and yeah i mean i still consume jazz to like a certain degree but not to the point where i was like geeking out like when i was a teenager oh, i was still so geeking good. out so hard about like the most obscure shit that you think of in like jazz music um like jupiter um jupiter by john culture (laughs) (laughs) it's literally like 10 minutes of like just abstract sound that comes from a saxophone um i mean jazz is just a bunch of bleeps and bloops (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of embarrassing now because i realize like jazz music is kind of like an outdated sort of like genre of music and like mostly only white people listen to it now it's so good kamasi washington's still putting out fantastic jazz music yeah so you kind of have this cool revival too where you have like kamasi washington Mm -hmm. and like robert glasper Mm -hmm. Um, would you consider snacky puppy jazz or they just yeah sure yeah like ride or die for them they're jazz for sure yeah yeah Yeah. lingus lingus is a good track like yeah, Corey Henry uh, on, on the band is, like, incredible. Like, the organ player. Mm. Yeah. The Bad Bad Not Good mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, too. Yeah. So, yeah, ja- I mean, jazz sort of has a certain kind of revival to it, but, you know, it, I feel like it's mostly a white genre uh. in the terms of its listening base. Mm-hmm. Gentrification nation. Yeah. But get yeah. that money. <laughs> I hate... I hate smooth jazz. Why? What the fuck is smooth jazz? It's like Kenny G type stuff? It's, it's got the moves. It's just like, here, here is like, here's jazz, but it's complacent. Like, it would steal your girl. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, it's no, like, I'm just talking shit. This jazz is, is upset at you, but won't even talk to you Passive or push you. It's just, it's nothing. It's like, 
it's just like a little bit of sax and then the piano goes like bladoom bladoom and like that's it and it's like there's no there's no like experimentation in there there's no like somebody roaring in with something nobody comes up with something and like oh i want to just do this there's no like solos or anything it's just like here's some nora jones and i'm like okay thanks dad my dad likes um smooth jazz He's like a six-year-old Korean man. Let him live a little, man. Matt's like, give him rights. Let him live. I I don't know. I I don't know. But yeah, Matt and I bonded over music. I think I think right now we're like on kind of like incongruous planes of music. But I I, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're listening to really different stuff. What 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 have you been listening to lately, Matt? I just listen to like pop music. Yeah, Uh, like a little R like R and B and stuff mostly. because of my bedroom pop, like, fatigue and stuff like that, uh-huh. I listen to mostly, I listen to a lot of throwback, like, SWV and stuff like that, and, like, old Mariah Carey. Um, Did you listen to Mariah's last album? Yes, it, ba- so it fucking slaps. Good. So yeah. good. It bangs. Oh, yo. my God. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Mariah. Mm-hmm. Um, how about you get the fuck out? Yeah, you know, that yeah, one? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and the way she says it, like the tone she sings it in, mm. I'm like, oh, I really feel that in my soul. One of my favorite interviews is her like one hour long interview on Genius, um, where she breaks down the lyrics and how she writes her own lyrics and mm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how she composes her own tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, it really made me appreciate her more as an artist because I actually didn't know that she wrote her own lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely became part of the Lamb family. Or yeah, Lamely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw the interview. Yeah, she's she's so talented. Mm. People don't give her enough credit. Yeah, and then also like um, totally like inventing the crossover between rapping and singing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I didn't know that people didn't do that before, and then until she did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. I have a lot to thank Mariah Carey for. She's just yeah, yeah. Love it, love it for her. Mm. So we're gonna be closing this out. So, Darlene, what have you been listening to? (laughs) (laughs) Or what have you been consuming? I mean, like, I I read this book in three days. It's called Pretty Little Things about ballet dancers at the American Ballet Company. Really elite, high level, and sort of like the drama that occurs in a year when they're trying to, like, fight for all those spots, be the prima ballerina. Um... I have not consumed a book that fast in a while. The last book I consumed that quickly was... Actually, I can't remember the title. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, that was really... Makes me think of Gossip Girl, like it's junk food. I watched Gossip Girl again the other day and I was like, oh, cringing because it's just so... um, They all need help. (laughs) They all need help. They need new stylists. They need, like, help everywhere. Uh, I was like, I can't believe I really fucked with that as head as I did in, like, high school or junior high. I was like, Um, But I've been listening to, like, Tay-Tay. Oh, the... (laughs) (laughs) T-Swizzle. I listened to basically three tracks, and then I fell into a spiral of listening to 1989 at Um. Basically, Tay is in love right now and her tracks go off. I love it when she just composes with her guitar. There's a song Lover, which is really great. Um, Afterglow is amazing. Cruel Summer. There's this, I think it's like a bridge towards the end of the song. 
she's sort of like yelling and it's just beautiful I don't know what kind of mic they use for that but the way it comes out I was like yeah I feel this in my soul mm. like the line she says I was like oh my god yeah um and listening to Dua Lipa with her disco like can't dance ass <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay Dua you need to just accept it okay um, Wait, she makes gray. she makes disco light music, but she can't dance. She can't dance for shit. It's, oh. it's her, new, her new single, "Don't Start Now," which is basically like I don't know if it's a breakup anthem. She's just like, Dude. it's really boring to be honest. Um, I only like thirty seconds of it, but those thirty seconds are great. <laughs> Eric says, "I only really ever like thirty seconds of a song usually," um, and yeah, I've just been chilling. That's important. Mm. I don't like it, but I have to do it. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. I've been listening. I I learned about Mort. Uh, I think his name is uh, Mort Garson. Who? He he had one of those. Um, he was a he was a pop songwriter in the seventies, mm. and he had access to one of those giant Moog synthesizers. Mm-hmm. And he started making um, his own compositions, which were not like these 70s pop things, but these full fleshed out experimental for the time albums. And his best known one is called Plantasia. Have you heard of Plantasia? Mm -mm. It's songs for plants and people who love plants. Shit. Yeah. And I was listening to it. I know a certain someone that um, maybe should be made for We'll go on. Is it me? No. Okay. I don't know. You don't like plants <laughs> like that. Shut up. <laughs> but um, I was, I was, uh, I heard it first at work and I'm like, what is this? And then all the, all the people sitting at the front desk or not at the desk, but in the office where they all looked at me and it's like, it's Plantasia. <laughs> Duh. It's the, it's the album for plants. And I'm like, why didn't you guys tell me that you guys knew about this shit? Wait, motherfuckers at your work? Yeah. They were telling you then. Yeah. So like, okay, I, I was listening to it at work and I'm like, I'm, I might be a plant. This is fantastic. And, <laughs> and so I did some research on Mort Garson. Yes. And he put out an album called Black Mass Lucifer that was on one of these Moog synthesizers. Wow. And it's, an, it's a conceptual album about uh, like um, secret societies, satanic societies mm. and things like that. Mm. I listened to it. And this is the music that I've been wanting to hear forever, and it's already existed before I existed. It's an amazing album. So what does the music sound like? Bleeps and bloops. It's jazz? It's it's weird. It's like... Or like funk jazz? or like It's know. jingly. Think like Chrono Trigger music, okay. but like on 11. And like okay. what, what he does is he always keeps like a reverberating like tinkle in one side and then he'll have like like a like a like a sweeping sound or like because it's a synthesizer he can make like uh inhuman sounds where it's like yeah and he'll he'll use that in part of like the storytelling of the of the album Uh i would really recommend listening to black mass lucifer okay it's an amazing album and uh if you want to also listen to plantasia it's there's not one sour sound. There's not one dour or dark sound on the entire album. Okay. And it's like an explosion of like life 
and color and some of the songs feel like they're made for plants but some of the songs feel like real fucking songs and they're amazing so yeah mort garson i also listened to the two chains discography um amazing artist uh he's underrated as a lyricist Mm -hmm. even though a lot of people consider him a lyricist people should give him more props uh listen to color grove with lil wayne the whole project Mm. that was a great project too uh lil wayne underrated lyricist so good yeah so good yo little (laughs) toonchi and uh i listened to um uh fka twigs new album um i can't magdalene uh fantastic heartbreaking heart-wrenching gut-wrenching and um i listened i kept on listening to just two songs Which of ones? carolyn polichek's album pang okay uh they're two songs that happen right after each other or one one goes into the other is it so hot you're hurting my feelings one of them yeah what's the other one caroline shut up oh, okay that's a good one caroline shut up i wish i thought of that there's a song <laughs> seriously there's a song by carolyn polichek where she's she she's a pop artist and she's singing about like overthinking. Yeah, like doubting love. Yeah. And then she's like, Caroline, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> Wait, who's the artist? Caroline Polichek. Okay. And it's like it's like the whole album is like, would you call that bedroom pop? It's produced a little bit better than bedroom pop. I think it's way better, like way more elevated. Is bedroom pop just shitty pop? I think bedroom pop is like <laughs> no. the weekend. Oh, fuck. We've got five minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's not shitty pop. It's like fucking like... Uh... We, we gotta go save this. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Um, no, 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 no. Just speak out. Speak it's not piece. the bedroom. It's, it's like... Fucking, uh, like the weekend? No, it's no. not the weekend. That's like lo-fi R&B. I feel. Or at least Who it's old stuff. Who do you feel is like peak bedroom pop? Omar Apollo, Kuso, or Suko Kuso, that dude, Kuko. Um, <laughs> uh, those dudes. Do you consider like Kalani? Would you consider Kalani? No. No. Nah, nah. Uh, like what's his name? Uh, Lace, Lace, Steve Lacey. Yeah, uh, a little okay. bit. Yeah, some of this stuff is pretty bedroom popish. It's I basically a synth guitar. Ah, uh, okay. Just this is the last <sighs> thing I'm gonna God. say. Okay. I like every single song that Steve Lacey writes for anybody. I fucking hate his music. <laughs> yeah, he's a good producer. It's boring as shit. I mean, this is where you have to recognize your talents, know when to step back. Yeah. Restraint. I feel like he has too many just like recorded demos and like, he hasn't fleshed out his ideas enough to the point where they're like yeah. really like good songs and mm. stuff like that. Mm. Dark Red is a good idea. That song Dark Red. Something mm. bad is about to happen oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. That song is a great idea, but it's just like this isn't a good song. Mm. And that's about it. I listened to his entire project, Apollo, uh-huh. and I'm like, this is. You're like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot to say I I binge watched all three episodes of Watchmen. Mm. Everybody go watch Watchmen, okay? okay. Regina King. Regina King. Is that the new, the new series? Yeah, it's on HBO. <laughs> in, instead of talking about the Cold War, it talks about like racial tension in America. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh I wait. I love that shit. I love racial tension. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> All right, Matt just took a 
took a took a photo. All right, so that's the end of the podcast. You guys have a great week. One day this podcast will come out. That's fine. Once I get my shit together. <laughs>